When the sun rises, I wake up and chase my dreams. I won't regret when the sun sets, cause I live my life like I'm a beast. What up? You're listening to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Lifestyle Practice Podcast. I'm Steve Vanegraaff and I'm going to be your host today. I hope you guys are all doing well. I'm excited to be with you for the next little bit. It is the last week of August 2021 and by way of an update for me and my practice, COVID has struck my office. My front desk and hygienist have both been out on quarantine this, this last week after getting positive tests. So it has been an adventure for sure. And from people I'm talking with, it sounds like this is happening again in other areas. So here's to everybody staying healthy out there. If COVID does affect your practice, don't give up. Don't roll over. Just kind of hang in there. It hasn't been convenient for me, but we're pushing through it. Still getting a lot of new patients and doing lots of dentistry. I wanted to talk with you guys today, of all things, about oral surgery On this podcast, we talk a lot about business, leadership, and mindset, but we haven't really dipped much into clinical dentistry, but I'd like to just a little bit talk about oral surgery because, well, I think it can be very beneficial to your practice. Um, I'm biased because it's been a huge part of my practice, but I'd like to discuss how it can be a practice builder for you, how it's very profitable, and how you can learn and improve your game in this area with some practical tips. There are some dentists out there who don't do any oral surgery. They never pull teeth. There's others that are skilled surgeons, can take any case, including impacted wisdom teeth, and they place implants anywhere very confidently. But mostly there's this middle area where most dentists are, where they do some oral surgery themselves, but they don't really push themselves to improve. Wherever you are on this spectrum, I'd recommend you make goals to improve and grow yourself in this area. And here's why. First of all, being able to provide oral surgery is a huge service to your patients. They don't want to be sent out, referred away, put on hold for a long time. You being able to provide that is a great service to them. Also, I think it's a really big practice builder. Think of all the emergencies and limited exams where people come in and despite you wanting to help them save a tooth or teeth, they say no to root canals and just want the tooth or teeth out. Being able to take care of those appointments very efficiently will increase your ability to get more emergency patients in. And you know what? Do you know which kind of patient is most likely to be a raving fan and tell friends about how incredible you are? It's the patient who was scared and in pain, and you took his or her tooth out without them even knowing it. That is the patient who is going to tell their family that they need to go to you. If you can handle emergency patients in this way, get them in same day, get them out of pain right away, over time you will build for yourself a little pool of these super referring patients. People who are so impressed that they're just singing your praises to others, and you'll get more and more new patients from them. You don't have to be a surgical wizard to take advantage of this growth opportunity. Having confidence to do most extractions very efficiently can get you this. And the earlier in your career you're able to do it, the more growth you're going to enjoy. I remember going to a CE dinner a couple years ago and sitting at a table with some older docs who were just boasting that they had, it had been decades since they had taken a tooth out and, you know, power to them. If they don't like it, that's great. Do what you enjoy. But personally, I was thinking of all the patients that they were missing out on or that they had referred out of their practice. 
So surgery is a great, great practice builder in my opinion. Production wise, surgery is, is perhaps my favorite as well. People ask, what is the most profitable procedure in dentistry? In my opinion, surgery has got to be right there at the top. There is virtually no overhead with extractions. I mean, just the cost of some lidocaine, maybe a suture. There's zero lab fees. For implants, you have the small cost of the implant, but it's just a very small portion of, of the procedure cost. Your work in oral surgery or, or at least extractions is all done in one appointment. Except for the occasional post-op pat on the back, there really isn't a second or multiple appointments like there is with crown preps or other pros. The reimbursement per your time in the chair is fantastic. Think about this. What takes you longer, an interproximal filling or a surgical extraction? Definitely a filling. I mean, it could take a half hour or more, especially if you have a lot of decay or something subgingival. Removing a tooth, that's really quick. With a lot of experience, usually just a couple minutes. So the filling is longer, the filling is harder, but which has the better reimbursement? Extractions it pays a lot better. Even if you aren't able to graft or do implants afterwards, still the extraction is going to pay better. Another thing I love about extractions are they are, they are definitive, meaning you're not going to have problems down the road like you inevitably do with at some point with restorative or deep fillings. Once the tooth's gone, it's gone. So it pays more. It takes less time. It's usually less difficult. It costs almost nothing, and it has less follow-up. This is why oral surgery is so profitable. Another thing that's great about it, at least with extractions, not quite as much as implants, but with extractions, it's almost 100% case acceptance. People are in pain. You know, they can see what's happening in their mouth. They know it's not going to get better. They'll want to have their teeth removed. It won't always be the same day every time, but patients, <laughs> I mean, we know they have to face it sooner or later. Pain or especially bad front teeth will make patients want you to get rid of their nasty teeth. Whether, you know, it's a tooth or two or even a full arch or a full mouth, you know, after some time, patients usually have had enough grief and trouble that they come to you ready to get things removed. So I'm biased, I'll admit it, because extractions and surgeries is a big part of my practice and I really enjoy them much more than doing other things. But these are the reasons I think oral surgery is helpful and profitable in any practice. Listeners right now, you guys are probably all over the board with where you're at at surgical confidence. There's some students listening to this who have never held an elevator, and then there's experienced docs that can probably take on most any case. Wherever you're at, set some goals to grow. For extractions, the best way to learn this is hands-on opportunity. Hopefully, dental schools had the right patient demographic. They gave you a lot of opportunities to learn the skill. But if you're practicing right now and you're not confident in removing teeth, learn how. Take a course. Pick a hands-on one where you shuck lots and lots of teeth. Doing a high volume during a short period of time, in my opinion, is the fastest way to learn, especially if you're able to put your skills to use right afterwards. For people who are really comfortable with extractions and flaps, the next logical progression in your skill set and in what your patients need after you remove teeth are implants. To learn implants, I recommend the same strategy. Take a hands-on course where you do a bunch of implants yourself. These usually cost between $12,000 and $15,000, but you can go through the whole process of treatment planning, flap, osteotomy, implant, and then you know throwing a cover screw or a healing button on there and closing everything up. You can go through that with multiple implants with somebody right at your side. If you talk to people who go to these courses, you'll likely hear things like, Man, implants are a lot easier than stuff I'm already doing. 
or lots of times they'll say, why didn't I do this earlier? Investing in implant education will help you to see patients' needs for implants that you didn't really see or fully appreciate before. Obviously, there's more cost than just education to get into implants. You need the implant motor equipment and some screws, probably, you know, fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. And then 3D imaging has come down to around sixty K you can go to good CVCT. So yes, there's an investment there, but in my opinion, it's very doable for a GP that is already doing his or her own surgery. Now, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying that you need to do implants or have a surgical niche practice to be successful. Not saying that at all. In my own practice, implants really make up a very tiny fraction of of my production. But what I'm saying is, if you can handle most of your own surgery, you will be able to get more new patients You'll be able to provide a very needed service to them. You'll find those procedures to be more productive per time spent than many other procedures that you're doing. And it's worth building these skills up early on because you'll reap so much more the rewards throughout your career. Educate yourself early. And then, you know, after you do that with removing teeth, the next step, the next level will be implants, which are great too. Now, let me give you a couple tips that I think can be helpful for you to expand your comfort envelope so to speak, with surgery. Surgery here meaning extractions. First of all, remember, older patients, they have more brittle bone, teeth are going to be breaking off. Third molars that are in occlusion or distally inclined a little bit usually are pretty stout teeth to take out. Endotreated teeth, of course, dilacerated roots, and high anxiety patients, those are all things that add a layer of difficulty. So if you feel uncomfortable in any of those situations, you don't feel you can provide the patient with a great experience, Go ahead, go ahead and refer that out. Avoid the sweat. But don't shy away from opportunities that aren't necessarily easy. It's okay to, you know, take on a case that is a reach, if you will. You want to. This is how you learn. You don't have to do them while you have two other patients waiting, of course. But it's important to take little baby steps to help yourself progress. For removing teeth, a couple things to remember. Always have a surgical handpiece with a loaded surgical burr ready at every extraction. You've been here before, where you're fiddling around with a tooth, trying to elevate it out in every direction, when you know you probably should just go get a surgical handpiece, unwrap it, and set up your surgical handpiece setup. And you end up wasting a lot of time because you're just putting that off. But if you have your instruments right there, everything ready to go, you don't have to delay or hesitate. You can just take the next step. A helpful tip that one oral surgeon told me, I'll share with you. Big flaps heal just as fast as small flaps. So don't piddle around trying to make, you know, a little envelope flap around a tooth so you can trough around a molar because you're really just afraid to put a scalpel in the tissue. Go ahead and place a release incision, reflect the tissue back with a a flap large enough for you to see everything. A large flap, remember, heals as fast as a small flap. Taking advantage of this, especially early on while you're trying to improve your skills, will help a lot. For lower molars that have really forked roots and dense bone, you know they're not going to just elevate out. Try doing this. Instead of breaking the crown off and then flapping and sectioning between the roots, just go ahead, raise a flap, and then trough assertively all around the buckle and the mesial of the molar, and then even kind of dip into the furcation. Then elevate for a bit and put your cow horn down into the furcation purchase point that you just created for yourself, and you'll be able to roll those teeth out most of the time without any problem. Very often, keeping the crown on the tooth is going to save you a lot of headache so you don't have to go chasing after broken root tips. And there's way less force that you're putting on the patient. So sometimes if there's a really phobic patient, 
um, I'll go ahead and do this before even elevating the tooth because I know they'll feel less pressure on their jaw this way. For wisdom teeth, haven't really talked about that, but keep in mind that many wisdom teeth on teenagers and people in their 20s are actually a lot easier than getting out normal teeth on older patients or on people with dense bone. So I'm not telling you to you know experiment with wisdom teeth, but have a mentor kind of evaluate what are the easy or beginner cases with wisdom teeth and how you could best approach them you will likely find out that they're a lot easier than some of the things you're already doing. Here's a couple suggestions for when you're stuck. Whether it's a broken off tooth or a piece of a root, keep in mind that the answer to getting out of your problem is not to keep trying the same thing over and over. Most always the key is just improving your vision and access to the tooth or the tooth root. So do whatever you need to, to see and be able to reach what you're going for. If you've been trying something for a couple minutes, it's okay to take a quick little break, step out and go ahead and get a quick PA. Moving aside for just a minute and then seeing an image of what's left of the tooth, where everything is, it can really break you out of the tunnel vision that you were probably in when you were struggling with the tooth. And remember, if you're learning and, and pushing yourself, there's gonna be hard times, right? If you're having a difficult time, you're probably stressing out in your head, make sure that you're always coming across calm and in control in front of the patient. Don't get frustrated and certainly don't get frustrated at the patient. Give them tons of anesthetic if they need it. Let them know what you're doing. Just work with them and be patient as well with them. Your demeanor and your communication are going to determine your patient's experience. Just like removing teeth comfortably and quickly is going to earn you raving fans, becoming frustrated or not listening to the patient is where people get these stories about, you know, that dentist that had had to put his knee on my chest. So keep calm and in control always. I'm no oral surgeon, but those are some tips that have been helpful for me in getting to the place where I'm at right now. Hopefully you can enjoy them. Now, in summary, you guys, being able to provide surgery in your practice, it's a great service to your patients. It's going to help you grow your patient base, and it will certainly increase your profitability. I'm not saying you need to be an expert or an implantologist or that you need to have a surgical-centered office. What I am saying is if you're willing to put in the work to learn and improve yourself in this area, wherever you're at, it will provide a big return on investment. Being able to work in an emergency appointment, one of these point and pull appointments, as I call them, where a, a patient just wants a tooth out. Being able to get them in almost at any time because you know it will just take a couple of minutes can add so much to your practice by way of new patients and more production. If you're not comfortable taking teeth out, learn. If you are comfortable, improve your skills so you can do larger cases, You know, so you're doing full mouths and other things. Once you're at that level, Go ahead and take the next logical step into learning implants. The goal is to be continually improving. Growing clinically doesn't just happen on its own. You need to be deliberate and intentional in improving yourself. Remember, the reason you want to do this is so you can have a more productive and profitable practice. Having these skills is an investment in yourself that will allow you to have a more profitable practice so you can have more freedom in your life, which is what we want. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to us, Steve, Justin, or Derek at thelifestylepractice.com. And with that, guys, everyone have a great week.